0: Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynne and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions the North,
1: South, East, and West to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy.
0: I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I
1: call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways. So we may present to you the best, richest
0: information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies.
1: And offer what is most needed for those who need it right now.
0: And so it is.
1: And so it is.
0: So I'm sitting here in my freezing cold room with my little kitten. <laughs> Chant to Regina for an episode of Healing for Healers. How are you doing, Regina?
1: Hello there, and good morning to you. And yeah, I reached for my rug. I suddenly realized, heck, I forgot to put on socks this morning. Yeah, I'm working from home, and yes, I'm nicely dressed, but I have a habit of walking around without socks. And I went, ooh, my feet are cold. So I just grabbed uh, a throw I have to the side and have sort of gently encase them so they'd be nice and warm and cosy because we're in the winter.
0: We are, yeah. One of the children went off today without a coat. So uh, then I got had to have a row with her, drag her back, put the coat on. And then within the half an hour, got a text from the school saying, there's been so many people late. You have to register you're late with our app. And I'm like, Jesus, tonight. <laughs> you know? It's like she's getting to school. That's enough. let to <laughs> get to school warm, especially when they leave the windows open at the moment in the schools, Don't want everyone getting sick from that. But you can't walk around in my house anymore with bare feet because we have a kitten. There's lots of things on the floors now that weren't normally there before. So it's interesting having youthful, exuberant behaviour around as the days are getting shorter and we're going into winter. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, uh, you messaged me there, was it last night about uh, what what were we going to talk about this morning? And uh, you mentioned the Kaliak and I'm going, yeah, I think. Talk about the calypse before, but she's close and it feels right to talk about her again. So, not sure what we will or how we bring it in. But, um, well, I think
0: the reason why it was of interest to me is it's not just about the seasons, right? But it's also about the seasons of your life. Yeah. And I was speaking with a client recently who um, was moving into a different stage of their life and I'm moving into a different stage of my life I mean as we're talking here today you and me it's my youngest child it's her birthday Mm. and she's reaching the age where you just can't call her baby anymore and get away with it (laughs) you know one more year and she's a teenager and yet we have this sprightly kitten lapping around the place wrecking everything which is great fun and then there's me with, uh, with, before we started recording, I was showing you the silver in my hair, mm. Body, my body's slowing down. I've been going through menopause lately and having great fun navigating which are symptoms and which are energetic symptoms. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I think it's in times like these when changes and shifted, it's, it's like a strong, powerful energy like on Kalyach. You know, she is the energy that we're moving into, mm-hmm. whether it be the phase of your life or whether it be the season. And back to the client, um, I, I was saying to her, it feels like honoring the Kalyak in you, in your, you know, stepping into your wisdom, your elderhood is pretty much what my client was doing and feeling a little bit uncertain. Is it time? Can I be this? It's about accepting. Mm-hmm. Yes. God damn it, if I don't do it now, what am I going to do it? You know, so I don't know. What do you think about ageing gracefully? Although, you know. Oh, hold, do you on mean the, the hold on a second I'm there. Hold on a second there. I'm not sure if there's anything much graceful there. <laughs> that's
1: exactly it's ageing disgracefully. That's that's closer to the point. Uh, like I'm older than you are. And um, through my life experiences. The Hag is somebody who absolutely, you know, embodies that divine feminine, but is so comfortable in her powers. You know, she's happy to appear as the wizened old woman, but you know, appearances can be deceiving. She can shape shift. She can shape shift in and again, it's about our relationship with her uh, and what we actually connect to. And for me. Oh, wow, that Kaliak, that kick-ass, divine uh, energy is, yeah, it does connect with somebody like they said, the maiden mother crone, the crone, the hag energy, where with all due respects, you're, you know what I mean, your bullshit meter is um, quite adept at hearing the bullshit and calling it out for you personally. And I find as I get older, as time is moving, there are times, yes, I act like a child. Of course there is. There's a the time I act my shoe size, not my age. <laughs> right? And that's perfectly normal. But there are times I can, I can be the, the serious, you know, person that needs to be to, you know, deliver whatever needs to be delivered. Newswise, there are others where, yeah, I can be the messer. But it's also knowing who you are and to be comfortable who you are, and to not make excuses for who you are and to show up for who you are and don't make yourself smaller to appease others.
0: Definitely, I think Uncaliac gives us permission to, well, first of all, step into our own power, but to take up space in the world, not to have, you know, the, the the tendency really, and I think it's absolutely, it's terrible that our attitude towards older people that they get quieter and wither away and fade away into the, you know, (laughs) this this (laughs) is not the way that we should be. And on basically is reminding us to know, to have a say, to take a space in the world. In fact, we should be more vibrant, more listened Mm. to because we're the, you know, older people, the, you know, are the wisdom keepers. Mm. And the world gets into such a mess when the wisdom keepers have not been consulted or brought into discussion or included Mm -hmm. in major decisions. And, you know, you can see now that with the state of the world now, if, if they had brought in these people that, you know, and cared more about connection,
1: but look at the, look at how, you know, families are changing. The communications are changing. You know, how um, how families, there are certain cultures which honour their elders and are really, really honouring of their knowledge and their wisdom and of the life that went before them. And uh, there are other cultures who now are a case of, and I'm sad to say, possibly the Irish one. Well, it's me now, you know everyone else. It's me. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, come on, we'll put you aside when, whenever the time comes. But. I have friends in a whole variety of different age groups, and I think that's important because. I'm constantly learning, and that's the one I remember giving my dad for his 75th birthday, um, a, a picture, picture frame with a sculpture on it that was meant to be from Leonardo da Vinci, a, a, a replica of it uh, in Latin. Uh, what was it? In corium impartum, uh still learning. Mm. And I think that's it. We can learn and we can continue to learn. But it's about looking at it. And as a dyslexic, I think differently. So I look at things from very different facets. That everybody has something to teach, no matter what age group. Everybody has something to teach and everybody has wisdom. Even as you talk about that young cat that has landed in your house, that young cat, young as it is, is teaching your family. It's teaching oh,
0: absolutely. You. Absolutely. Even even talking to, to Ian about it, the difference between the cat and the dog the anxious dog who goes and hides when there's a firework outside and the cat is like, eh, not bothered at all. <laughs> you know? Saying say to him about how the dogs have been bred and bred and bred and they've kind of left the cats more alone, so to speak, so that the cats are, are, are closer to the wildness of things. But, I mean, when you live a spiritual life, you have an appreciation that a child could have a soul With innate wisdom that is greater than you you know and when you know carrying again with my my baby's birthday um carrying her sister in my belly the energy when when maya was born was like this this child this baby is a is a wise elder Mm -hmm. but here she is only only five minutes old and i said no i just knew yeah. I mean, she came to me in journeys, shamanic journey with her before she was even born. She told me her name, you know, so. With that appreciation that there, the, the, you know, the body is just this incarnation. You don't know what's in the package necessarily.
1: I know, sure, <laughs> sure, we have a saying here, I'm sure you've heard it yourself, where somebody looks at a newborn and goes, ah, yeah, you've been here before. Oh, and that's yeah. it. Oh, you're an old soul. It's in our culture. We, we recognize when somebody's been here before and some of us have been here so many times. But, you know, th- that's, that's part of it, that there are, as you say, young beings with very old souls, with uh, amazing gifts to share with the world. And then there are some elderly people, elders, who through their life experience and what they have is really powerful as well. And I think part of it is to be open to whatever age group wants to impart their knowledge, because it's so rich, some of those learnings.
0: They really are. If you want to engage with the world and you want to engage with life and you want to have a spiritual connection, then you have that appreciation that the creative life force runs through everything, Hmm. whether it be... a a rock or a stone I mean I'm teaching an online program at the moment and we were doing angels gods goddesses and crystals and I'm going why am I putting all of these together in the same class and it ends up that it's about relationship Mm. it's about energy that there's energy, <clears throat> excuse me, in a crystal or in a rock. There's different energies in different angelic beings, different deities, different ascended masters, and it's relationship, how you walk in the world. Mm-hmm. And when the Kalia came up in that session for me, it was a beneficial opportunity for relationship with that energetic space with the goddess of the Kaliak the divine feminine the wise one to invite her to come in to mm. your life to teach you how to be more like her you know how to give less sights about stuff and be more yourself and I love what you said growing older disgracefully <laughs> not being left behind you but, know.
1: but to be okay. It's not about hurting anybody or overpowering anybody else. That's not what it's about. It's not about using your energy to suppress anybody else. It's about using your energy to express who you are and to claim that space.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I have an image of Maggie Smith. I'm not sure what movie it's from, but she's throwing a temper tantrum, but she's beautifully dressed. You know, it's like that's not what it is. <laughs> you know. So One of the messages that I've been receiving over the last few years, and you and I have discussed this many times before, is the fusion of the ancient wisdom with the new energies, the new frequencies that are coming in. And how do we hold the ancient with the new? You know, like I was saying about cosmic being, cosmic energy, cosmic wisdom, you know, like like when you go to Egypt and you look at the hieroglyphs, and there's one hidden somewhere of a helicopter.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> you, that one in the spaceship. There, you know, that yeah. Are you, are you
0: and I when we were in <laughs> Jordan, and, uh, and and both of us saying, you know, there's no way a person could have made these amazing things. You know, it has to be a spaceship <laughs> with a laser beam. But you know, but the idea of the fusion of it's. it's I think it's part of. of I get a sense that we're standing on the brink of an ev- evolution or a revolutionary change in humanity, uh, an expansion and an opening of an awareness, and not to lose the ancient wisdom to be goggle eyed by new technologies coming in, like all of the new computer things, virtual realities. You know, it even came up there the the other night when I was talking about Meta, you know, v- Facebook's yeah. rebranding and virtual reality that you could. And my daughter actually said it, Megan, that there's a movie called Ready Player One where everybody goes around wearing virtual reality helmets and they don't see how terrible the world around them is. It's like they're living in Whoa. in rubbish chips. Hold, literally.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> hold, hold hold on a sec now. I I have something to add to that. I actually had this the other day. I had to go down into Dublin City Centre. Um the main shopping district at lunchtime. And I'd limited time window, so I wanted to get in and out. Oh my God. I actually stood in the middle of the street, it's a pedestrianized street, and just looked. It, people weren't walking through their virtual reality headsets. They were walking, looking at their phones. They were like zombies bumping into people. And I mm. stood there and I watched how many people were not actually looking at where they were. They weren't even aware of where they were. They were more concerned of what was going on for a variety of reasons. It might be their lunchtime. Maybe they can only check their phone at lunchtime, whatever. But it was really scary to stand there and to see how many people were actually walking, looking at a device, children, adults. And there were people of every age group, right? I'm not being ageist with this, but ever. A lot of age groups were there and I'm going, oh, my God, is this what's ahead of us? Oh, God. And that was the way I felt because that's what I saw. I went, are other people actually looking at this?
0: Yeah. I know. And I think there's going to end up being a, a, a group of people who just fall into that. Because it's easy. You know, we're talking about doing your inner work, showing up, being responsible. And there's some people are like, no, I couldn't be bothered.
1: Yeah. And okay, that's their choice. However, looking at the statistics of those people walking around town that day. Oh, my God, that was scary for me. Not that I I wasn't scared. I was sort of going, oh, my God, what is the future? Because you can see how a lot of the technology is there, uh, is designed to give us the dopamine hits. Like the psychology of it is fascinating. But you know, I get my dopa- I Yeah, I can get a dopamine hit from scrolling through junk. But the biggest dopamine hit I get is going to let's say where the caliok is honoured at La Cruz schlieff to bring my to bring my big drum up there and start drumming and roar and feel connected to the earth and to feel that wind on my face and to feel her energy and to feel the presence. That for me is what the Kalyuk is about and part of what the Kalyuk represents is that power. So for me, every opportunity I can, I try and get out to the land because that's my recharge. That's my di- That's my connection spot. And if ever I sort of get a little bit disconnected, the <laughs> visit to the Kalyuk will certainly reconnect me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was funny because I did suggest that to my client. It ends up that, that, that she lived quite close by and had never been. <gasps> mm. So some of these things are right on our doorstep and we don't even know. You know, but I think I think everybody has an opportunity to go within and set an intention to to disconnect from the craziness and the unreality and to chew well what what do you want in your reality how do you want to step into your power and show up or give your power away and and step into a virtual life that has well I mean it has meaning for some Mm. you know the thing I love about my kids is that I could just take their games away and they don't go through these like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, I say, right, that's it. We're finished. You're turning it off. You know, we're going outside. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they're OK with that. Mm. You know,
1: I did that on Sunday to myself because Sunday I had my day. Uh, I had a day off and I actually decided I didn't want to speak to anybody. So um, so that was it. I didn't communicate with anybody all day and it wasn't... I. I communicated later that evening with the phone call to my father, but there was no sort of scrolling through junk, getting on, doing emails, doing anything like that. It was a total day off from technology. I watched a bit of TV on the TV and I did a bit of reading and other bits and pieces, but I needed a break from technology and I will do that absolutely no problem because as you know, I'd sort of disconnected from social media a while ago. So I don't have the FOMO fear of missing out. You know? you know what's
0: really interesting as you say that is if you look at a person's energetic body, and we really bring this into the realm now of self-care for people, for for you know, back to healing for healers, with the information that we've presented, how could we make this into something that people could actually enhance their lives with? And and my sense is that our energetic configuration we can grow these branches and roots and tentacles outwards into those things like the internet mm. the internet the social media the email to be well it's it's an addiction in a way in, in one sense but it's I think it's deeper than that There's, it's like a connection is there <laughs> that it becomes part of us and it- you know <laughs> And it sucks your energies out. Yeah, Yeah, it's like I was saying about wearing the virtual reality helmet and not realizing that you're actually living Mm. in a trash heap. You can't make the break just by saying, right, I'm going to make a break. No. There's energy work, there's a process to it that you could call on a strong, energetic being to help you, like the Kaliak, to say, okay, first of all, I'm going to accept that this presence, this energy... I want to be more like that. I want to call this into my life. I want to grow to my full size, be unapologetic for who I am. Be at ease with my wisdom.
1: And to claim your
0: space. Claim the space and then say, okay. No, so not the
1: space, your space.
0: Your space. Yeah.
1: yeah. In the world.
0: Absolutely. Not, not to go and, as you say, like be a bulldozer and wreck everybody else's space, but to say, no, I'm not going to be um, hidden away. I'm not going to be discounted. But then to ask for the help that you need energetically to pull yourself out of all of these things that you are unknowingly connected into, like the social media, like the news, like like arguments and relationships, <laughs> and you know things that everything that drains you, and give yourself a, a time to, to to gradually come out and be more in your power, because that's the thing, isn't it? You know, when you think of someone like the Kaliok, she's very powerful. But then if, if we are being drained, we lose our power. We forget what it feels like to be that powerful. So to give ourselves permission to be powerful is important.
1: Yes. And it's, it's rarely something that can be done at the flick of a switch. It's, it's part of your work. It's part of your work as a healer. This is... You is your biggest project. Yeah. Realistically. You know, there's the old saying, you can't pour, you can't pour from an empty jug. It's up to you to look after you. No one else will, realistically. People can pay a lip service, but the bottom line is you have to do that work yourself. And that's one of the things that I suppose irks me at times with people, particularly um there are many different branches of different types of healers, but I like the ones that do the work on themselves, that don't expect others to do the work for them, That is, are not afraid to get into the the deep doo-doo that's around, because we all it have has, it.
0: That's exactly what I was just going to say, which is it doesn't matter, you know, I'm going to call it what brand of healing you use or which modality is more than brand or how you mix them together. You know, it's the quality of the space that you offer, Mm. the presence that you bring to the table where, you know, where you walk in and your energy is good and you are expansive gives your client that feeling of support, of relief, Mm. of being held, of being safe, that they can show you parts of themselves that maybe they're not able to see and you're not going to fall apart. Mm. And in order for you to be able to hold that, you need to be in your power and in your strength. And it doesn't matter if you're a psychotherapist, if you're an energy healer, if you're a body worker, you know, what what matters is the embodiment, the energy that you're bringing in to the room. Yeah. I know I've said this many times over many episodes on this, but, you know, the only way that you can be that is by going to those places in you, is by healing those things in you, is by noticing, oh, I'm very tired, I'm drained, I keep checking my computer, is being like, like you said, walking in the city center and noticing everybody's glued to their phones. And then deliberately making space for you to disconnect from your phone to ensure that you're not going to be doing that yourself. You know, it's, it's a setting the intention, giving yourself the permission to do it, yes. making the space and showing up. And, you know, people can have the fleeting thought, but do they actually make the space and show up as well? So.
1: And it can be maybe for some people, particularly with electronic devices, it can be little steps.
0: Definitely. Definitely. That's taking time and but always moving in that direction and getting that support that you need.
1: Yeah. And I have a whole variety of beings that I call on and all of these I have built a relationship with over time. So it's a bit like everybody has their favourites. Well, I have my favourites too. And that's okay. Same as you have, Abby. And you well, know, I mean, it can not be, be friends with
0: everybody. You can't no. be. This is how I see no. it when you talk about relationships. You go into a room full of people. You know, that's so what like I said to, to my people. I mean, you're not going to invite everybody home to bed with you. <laughs> you might not even invite everybody home for a cup of tea with you. You know, and it could be overwhelming to meet everybody, and then expect that you're going to know everything about everybody. You don't. And know it doesn't happen with people, it's not going to happen with beings of light or angels or deities or any of these things, you know.
1: When I started out many, 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 many years ago it was a case of trying to identify one in particular and then the one in particular I could identify that that led then to another, to another, to another. So now, you know they come, they go depending on what I need. And, you know, over the years you and I have had great conversations with oh, guess who showed up OK, was, you know, were they this, were they that? But interestingly, talking about showing up, it also refers to how different people have different relationships with the beings, with different beings. So what shows up for me may not be what shows up for you.
0: With the same being. Yes. With the Kaliak, yeah.
1: Um, Because for me, the Kaliak is a hag, a very strong feminine woman who literally you know, is totally in her power and um, is not afraid to be who she is, right? In mm. every essence of her being, along with many other things. But I was talking to somebody recently who was talking about an equinox um, ceremony they went to, a harvest one, and where the kaliak came in to, you know, uh, they were somebody had put the ceremony together where the kaliak was going to dance through the group and you know pick up some stuff or, or from from people, but this Kalak was more like a fairy being, and this person was so deeply offended by how somebody could perceive the kaliak to be this um fluffy uh sparkly person that they had a lot of difficulty trying to comprehend that this could actually be the caliak, and it led to a discussion about well what does the Kalak mean to you and how how does it represent in fairness? Because the type of work I do and because I work with the land and um the people who get called to me, I tend to have a very solid presence, you know. Mm. If I showed up with a set of fairy wings and a little glass of glitter, sprinkling glitter wherever I went, I'd scare the bejesus out of those people because <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: because the for me, the Kalyak's energy ain't light and fluffy. Yes, there are times when I'm up there doing a ceremony, you know, and the ceremony is like a loving embrace, but Airy Fairy, she ain't.
0: <laughs> it is interesting, isn't it? Because I wouldn't imagine that she's the type that would hide herself if she felt well this person can't really take me in my wholeness no. so I'm not going to show up no she shows
1: up for me she showed up in <laughs> kick ass fashion the first day I ever met met her and uh, she put me on my arse to remind me because I was I was arrogant enough to try and bargain with her that's how arrogant I was and I have no problem in saying that
0: did you actually physically fall yeah a
1: couple of minutes later, I was on my arse.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that's OK.
1: And it was <laughs> it was around the time um, I was I was stepping into my own power and I was also doing training. And <laughs> the Kalyuk wanted and it's and now I, I want to caveat this by saying it's rare that they actually want something that specific. But on this occasion, the Kaliak wanted a ring. Mm. And it was a ring I was wearing. And I did not want to let that ring go because it was a magnificent piece. And it was a really special piece. Um, However, me being the arrogant so-and-so that I was learning at that time, I decided to try and bargain with her. And I basically said, look, um, you're not getting it today. Ain't going to happen. However, (laughs) when my training is completed as part of a completion ceremony, I will come up and I will give it to you for a period of time.
0: For a period of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm leaving her site And I'm with the group and suddenly feet sleep and my arse lands in the mud and I'm roaring laughing. I said, yeah, she she put me in my arse. She put (laughs) put me in my place. But what actually happened, and I think I've told this story before anyway, um, after that training was completed, I went back up with the ring and I did a ceremony and it was a stunning hunk of amber. It was it was a lozenge, like it was a huge. Do you remember it? Like it was a really huge piece. And I buried it in the ground and I gave it to her. And over a year later, I'd I'd actually forgotten about it, believe it or not. And it wasn't that she was looking for something. She was testing me. And this was all part of with me, with my initiation I had with quite a few deities at different places. Sometimes they'd set tests for me that I had to complete. And this was one that she had sent for me, which was at the time part of me building a relationship with her. So, what was interesting was once I gave her the ring, I had no connection to it. And in fact, I'd forgotten about it until there a few minutes ago. So, over a year later, I was back up there with a client who was having um, some issues. It was about a year and a half later. And I did a journey for this client at that spot. And the client was with me. <laughs> and I hadn't realised that where I sat to do the journey was the place where, where I had buried the ring. Not necessarily buried, like it wasn't, it wasn't heavily hidden, let's put it that way. right? Um, and during the journey, the Calyac told me to give the person the ring. And I'm going, well, oh, right. Oh, God, yeah, that one. OK, yeah, yeah, OK. So after I complete the journey, I'm sitting there drumming. The person is looking at me and you would think it was staged. It
0: does. It sounds. It sounds so
1: surreal, but it wasn't. Um, Put my hand in between the rocks where there was the ring. (laughs) And and what was interesting was when I took that ring out, I actually had no connection to that ring in any way, shape or form. Because what I had been gifted by the kayak was far greater than any trinket. OK. But that's the thing. And see, we I learned, gave we learned it. learned the
0: non-attachment.
1: Yeah. So I did what I was told and gave it to the person. The person was.
0: Uh, what? What? what, what? How the, did you do that? Yeah. Was that magic?
1: <laughs> no, it was in the ground. So, yeah. So that that was it. But oh, I tell that story. Not everybody has different encounters with the Kaliok and many like genuinely they're loving like when mum passed. Where did we go to do the ceremony for me with my trusted friends was up to La Creu. And that's where we told her story. Yeah. To the divine feminine, you know, to the divine feminine hag. Because that was also me transitioning. From the daughter to the matriarch.
0: I mean, as you're speaking, what you're really doing is making more of a depth of, uh, of, of explaining the the relationship. Mm. That's what it comes back to. It's it's not, you know, just meet somebody and then you call on them when you need them. You know, you have to develop that. Yeah. Like the testing that she, that she put you through the growth that you went through. (laughs) I've, I've gone through that too. Not with her though. Mm. I've, you know, with my own guides and, um, one in particular Ganesh was one of the first deities that I worked with and, um, bringing my, my people on my program, mm. the online program the other night, I'm going, okay, <clears throat> I've got over a hundred people here. Some of them know loads about this. Some of them have never done this before. How will I make sure I keep everybody safe? And I'm like, who do I, who do we go and meet? You know, oh my God. I said, okay, Ganesh, please come and, uh, please support me and please help me. And my brain had told me, let's just pull a card and mm. go to whoever, comes up on the card and I thought well I don't want to do that live during the class because I don't know who that's going to be and I'm not happy so I could say to the <laughs> class I pulled a card before the class mm-hmm. and this is who we're going to go to so after calling Ganesh and calming myself down I pulled a card and guess who it was it was <laughs> Ganesh you know so that was like when you get that validation yeah it's just absolutely superb and the card, of course, says yes on it. Yes to Ganesh. We always say yes to Ganesh, which is just wonderful. And so, you know, even though we've spent most of this episode talking about the Kaliach and talking about seasons and growth and changing, mm. it's also, it's about relationships and feeling supported yeah. and knowing that you're not walking alone, even though it might look like it or feel like it at times. And that, you know, you couldn't Create a relationship with with, with a being who can remind you to look after yourself, Mm -hmm. who can throw you on your arse if you're being (laughs) too smart. Yeah, that's a regular one for me. Yeah, Or who can tap you on the shoulder and remind you to put down your phone Mm. and look up from time to time and maybe help you if you set yourself a challenge to say, okay, I'm going to reduce my screen time by an hour a day every day for the next week until I'm able to go for a whole day without even going near it and use you know ask for help Mm -hmm. yeah that's important uh, so is there anything that you would suggest then to anyone listening if they wanted to start or inviting in one of these amazing powerful beings to to create relationship
1: it's about finding who who is it? Like I started with one and then built on that. Right. But the majority of people we talk to are healers. So the chances are they have their own pantheon of guides. But
0: I would imagine. Yeah. And as you said that, I'm feeling that there are probably already beings around people. Exactly. They don't even have to go looking and they could just sit in stillness and say, OK, who's with me? Who who's here for me to meet today? Yeah.
1: But also to have the conversation is not one way. It's not me want what? I want this. I want that. I want. No, it's not about that. You know, there are times when the Kalyak summons me and I have to drop everything and go. And, you know, that's that's the type of relationship I have with her. And I have a relationship with other beings as well. But that's that's all part of it. It's not a one way. You know, they're there to help and assist us. Yes. But they aren't our skivvies. You know oh
0: absolutely, absolutely, and to be asked to give something that you love to be clear enough in yourself first of all to hear it hmm and then to wrestle with that and then yeah. bargain <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> it's like my daughter this morning going out the door without her coat mm. You know, and then she says to me, My phone is down to one percent. I need your power bank. And it's like, my power bank is very expensive. And she's going off to school with my power. I'm saying, Bloody no, I'm not having it. But I have piano, I have to have it. So so it's like the negotiation, the bargaining, you know. So <laughs> we do it with each other. You know, there's no reason why we don't do it with 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 those powerful, you know, beings. And that's what makes to me, that's what makes life rich mm. for me to engage in life, to, to, to connect to those magical layers, the depth, the quality, the color, which would, you know, so we can both say hand on heart that there'll never be a day where we're bored. You know, there'll always be some beauty in the world. And, um, that's what brings you into the engagement, the vibrant health, the, the, the openness, the wanting to learn until the day we die. Yeah.
1: Until the day we escape this and, you know, and
0: move into the next level, whatever that whatever.
1: is. Whatever. Or come back again or whatever. You know, we're. <laughs> no one knows at this point. And I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> so, whether, know, whether it's. Sorry, go ahead sorry, there. I was going to say, whether, whether, whether it's growing older, whether it's actually finding your purpose, you know, or what, you know, for me, our purpose is to just. Be as bright as we can Hmm. be to ask, you know, what do I need to do so I can shine brighter? How can I find joy? You know, a lot of people right now are finding it difficult to find joy. So just start asking that question. You know, make the intention. I want to find joy. How do I do it?
1: I know. And it may be in some of the simplest of things or maybe in the most complicated of things. But it's about being open to laugh, to express yourself, to allow that joy in as well. To allow it in.
0: Allowing it in. To give so yourself God permission say, please come and help me break through any barriers that are stopping me from allowing it coming in. Yeah.
1: Because again, people say, oh, well, they're always ha- happy. Why are they happy? It can be a state of mind, it can be energetic, it can be any variety of things, but it's our responsibility. You know, it's not somebody else's responsibility to make sure we're happy. Again, it falls down to us, it's our job. We have to do things ourselves, yeah. Well, with some help and assistance, of course.
0: <laughs> so, look, thank you very much for taking the break to to, to record this with me. I had, had fun. I and had fun.
1: I did, and it was lovely to have a conversation. And that's what I love about these: is the conversations go all different ways, and the whole purpose of it is we hope you, the listener, get some nugget of wisdom for you and something that will help you along. Your journey.
0: Absolutely. So until the next time, this is goodbye from me, Abby, and
1: <laughs> goodbye from Regina, <laughs> Regina of the land. <laughs> and hey, if you like the podcast and you're finding it interesting, please leave a review wherever you're listening to it. That would be nice because that'll help other people find it
0: too. Excellent. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Abby is looking at me proud very proud I didn't even think of asking for that today very good alright, see you all again, bye bye if there's anything in this podcast that triggered you upset you or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show please write to us the email is Healing for Healers podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.